On the Posik where Yosef is telling Paroi that Avi Hishbiani Lamer, my father made me swear that Bekivri Asher Korisi Liber it's Kanan in the grave, Asher Korisi, this is what the Posik of the Sikha is going to be about, what these words mean, in the land of Kanan, Shomasik Bereni, that's where you should bury me. So Rashi quotes the words Asher Korisi Li and he brings three Pirushim. The first one he says is Kipshutoi, that simply means that it's an expression of digging, that Yaakov has dug this grave. The second one is Umedrashoi, Oid, another Medrish, but fits with the Lushan of the words. Irashi says it's like Asher Konisi, it's like saying that I have bought this place. Oid Medrashoi, and another Medrish that says that the word is related to the word Kiri, which means a heap, a pile. That Yaakov it took all of the taken all of the silver and gold that he had, and he made it into a big pile, and he gave it to it gave it to Esav in exchange for the portion of the Ma'aras Amachpela. Says the Rebbe, first of all, as far as the reason why Rashi puts these three Pirushim in this order, says the Rebbe, this is understood simply because first he brings the Pirush that's Kipshutei, the simple meaning of the word, then he brings what Rashi calls a Medrish, but at least fits with the Lushan with the wording. That Asher Korisi Li would mean that I bought it for myself. And finally, he brings a Medrish, which is not fitting so much with the Loshoin, because Al Derech Apshat, it doesn't really fit so much to say that a word Asher Korisi Li is from the word Kri, which means a heap or a pile. The Rebbe says, especially, the say that this order would be understood if we should say that this third point, that the, the, this medrash that said it's from the word of a Kree of a pile is not an additional separate pirush, but rather it's an additional explanation to the second pirush, to the pirush of the medrash, which does fit with the wording, which is that Ashakorisi means like buying it, that I have bought it. So for this, this third pirush or the third point is, 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 is adding that the reason the Torah is using this word Karisi and not a more common word like konisi or lokachti, is because the way Yaakov brought it over here was particularly through this method of this kri, of this pile, which in other words, this is hinting to the idea that Yaakov had bought it, not just regularly bought it, but that he had taken all the silver and gold that he had and gave it to Esau. This would help us understand even more why this pirush comes after the second one of the medrash. Says the Rebbe, but we need to understand, number one, First of all, why is it that Rashi doesn't suffice with the first Pirush, the Pirush Kipshutoi, which is that Yaakov had dug the grave? Why does he need an additional Pirush of the Medrash? And if we should say that the third point is even a, is actually a third Pirush, then it comes out that Rashi is not sufficing even with the Pirush of the Medrash, which at least fits with the Lashon, but he's now bringing a third Pirush, which is according to the Medrash, which is even further than Derech Hapshat, because it doesn't fit with the Lashon. Point number two, why is in fact this second pirush that Asher Karisi means that I had bought it, why is Rashi calling it Medrashoi? We find psukim that, that words with this same shayrish of kira are simply translated as meaning buying. First of all, says the Rebbe, we have in Parshas Dvarim, the Pasuk says, Mayim tichru me'itam bekesim, you shall buy water for money. Where Rashi over there explains it, the word tichru is an expression of buying. So too in Hoshea we have a posseg, that I bought it for 15 pieces of silver. Again, Rashi translates over there that it's an expression of schoira, again an idea of buying. 
The question is even bigger. In both of these places, in Tanakh, where Rashi, exp- ex- Rashi explains the, the words with this Shredish of Kira, Rashi just explains it that that's the simple meaning that it means buying, not saying that this is any sort of Medrash. And in both of those places, in fact, Rashi brings the proof from our Pasuk, from Asher Karisi Li. In our Pasuk, Rashi is calling it a Medrash. And in these other places, Rashi is just saying that that's the simple meaning of the word. Number three, says the Rebbe, even if we wouldn't have a proof from those psukim that the word karisi is an expression of buying and schoyre, etc. Rashi does actually bring a proof and he says that Amar Rabbi Akiva, that when I was in the cities of the sea, so over there they called mechira by the term kira. So the Rebbe says even so, that's not a drash, that's still pshutesh or mikra. The Rebbe says we find earlier on this is when Yaakov buys a field. The Pasuk says he bought it from Mayok Sita. Rashi says the word Ksita is like the more common word that we know of Mo'a, type of money. And Amar Rabbi Akiva, when I went to Krache Ayam, when I went to the cities of the sea, they called Mo'a by this term Ksita. Rashi doesn't say that's a Medrish. So to further in Pasha's boy and in Pasha's Vayashanan, Rashi also explains the word Taitafais that it's taken from different words in different languages. He says tat in Kasvi, in a place called Kasvi means two, and pas in Afriki means two, so between the, between these two words we have the word toitofais. He doesn't say this is a medrish. So what do we see from this? That since we have some proof from a translation of a word in Torah, even if it's from a, a way that it's being used in the cities of the sea or in Kasvi and these other places, according to Rashi, this fits very much with the way of Pshat. So why over here is Rashi suddenly saying that this is considered medrashi? Also says that we need to understand the number of diyukim within Rashi's Lashin itself. Number one, why does Rashi in his Dibra Maschil also, when he says Asher Karisi Li, seemingly he's just translating the word Karisi. So why is the word Li so relevant over here? Asher and Li, why are those words relevant in the Dibra Maschil? Number two, for the first Pirush, which is again that, that Karisi is a Lashin of digging, Rashi brings a proof from a posik. He says, Kimoi, like the posik, ki yichre ish, that a person will dig. So the Rebbe asks two questions on this. Number one, why doesn't he bring a proof from a previous posik? It says, Vayichre sham avde Yitzchak be'er, where Yitzchak's slaves dug a well. Number two, why is Rashi quoting from that posik, ki yichre ish? Why is the word ish relevant over here? This seemingly doesn't add anything to the proof. Kiyichra means digging. Why kiyichra ish? And the Rebbe says, Either way you look at it, there seems to be a problem. If Rashi is just trying to indicate which Pasuk we're talking about, in other words, he's giving us another Pasuk to identify, another word to identify the Pasuk. So you don't need the word ish because this is actually the only place where we find such a Pasuk. Kiyichra is only in that Pasuk. So the word ish is not adding anything to identify the Pasuk. If it's to add more explanation of the word of, with this shayrish of kira, of kriya, means digging, so the word ish is still not helping us. If Rashi should have brought the next part of the pasuk, yichra ish boir, that a person digs a pit. Now we know clearly that it means digging. Another question, says the Rebbe. In the second pirush, Rashi says that asher karisi is like asher konisi, it's like, it's like saying I bought it. And the Rebbe here asks again, either way you look at it, there seems to be a problem. If Rashi is just trying to translate the word karisi, 
Rashi should have said, it's Kemoi Konisi. Why is he saying Kemoi Asher Konisi? Why is Rashi adding the word Asher? And if Rashi is saying this because he wants to, he wants to fit with the Pasek, because in the Pasek it says Asher Korisi Li, so Rashi is saying Asher Konisi, so Rashi should have added also the word Li. It's like saying Asher Konisi Li. Another question that asks the Rebbe is why is it that Rashi brings this proof for Asher Korisi, and it's like Asher Konisi, that's like I bought it, from what Rabbi Akiva said when he went to Krache Ayam, when he went to these cities at the sea, etc. Why doesn't he bring the clear psukim, which we mentioned earlier on, that there are clear psukim, that words with this shoydish mean buying. As Rashi has done in the first period, where he speaks about that it means digging, Rashi brings up proof from a posuk. And finally, even if we should find a reason that those psukim are not a proof enough, and that's why Rashi wants to bring a raya from the Divri Chazal, the question is still, why does Rashi need to bring these details that Rabbi Akiva says, when I went to Krache Ayam, when I went to the cities of the sea, they called Mechira Kira. Why doesn't he just say simply that the word Asher Korisi is like Asher Konisi, it's like saying I bought it, because Mechira is the same as Kira, as it says in the Gemara, in Rosh Hashanah, etc., Says the Rebbe, the explanation of all of this is, because Rashi is actually not only coming to explain the word Karisi. Rashi is also coming to answer a question, why are these words Asher Karisi Li relevant at all in this Pasuk? Seemingly it would have been enough that the Pasuk would have said that Yosef is saying in the name of Yaakov, Bekivri Asher Be'eretz Kanan in my grave, that's who you should bury me. The moment you say it's my grave, Obviously, that's the reason why Yaakov wants to be buried there. Why is it relevant to say Asher Karisili? We must say that by adding these words, he means that there's something special in the connection of this grave to Yaakov, and that's why it has a great importance to him, and that's why he wants to be buried there. In other words, since Yaakov and Yosef know that Paroi is going to want that Yaakov should be buried in Mitzrayim, and that's why Yaakov doesn't even rely on when Yosef says, I will do what you asked me to do to bury you in Eretz Yisrael, he wants Yosef to swear... As Mepharshim explained, in other, and the reason for this is because he wants to make sure that Paro is going to be convinced to allow him to take Yaakov to Eretz Yisrael. And this is actually why Yosef says to Paro, Avi Hishbiani Leim, my father made me swear, bringing out to try to emphasize this idea how much this was important to Yaakov. So it's, uh, it's understood that this is o- that he's also going to be given the reason that he, Paro should also be able to accept and understand why it's so important for Yaakov to be buried in Eretz Yisrael, in Eretz Canaan. And this is why Rashi brings the first pirush, which is, as Rashi says, Kipshuti, the simple meaning, that Karisi means to dig. In other words, since Yaakov is saying this is a grave that I have dug myself, I have put in all that effort to dig this grave myself, it's understood that this has a tremendous chshivah to him, a tremendous importance to him. Says the Rebbe, this is also going to explain to us now why Rashi brings the proof specifically from the Pasa Kiyichra. And he also adds the words Kiyichra Ish. Because from the, the fact that the Pasa over there, when speaking of a person digs a pit, adds the words Ish, and doesn't just say Kiyichra Boir, it's implying that the Kiyichra is something that a person is putting in a special effort. The effort of an Ish. Ish usually refers to a grown-up person. And the same thing applies in our case, that since I dug it, and it was involving a lot of special tirche ishtadlus effort of Yaakov that automatically brings out a feeling of great importance to him. But there's a number of difficulties with this pirush. And that's why we're going to need another pirush. 
Number one in the general content of the Pirush. Ma'aras HaMachpeil is in the land of Canaan. Yaakov for the last 17 years of his life is living in Mitzrayim. According to this, it means Yaakov would be digging this grave more than 17 years before he passes away, which says that Rebbe, this is something that doesn't really fit so much with Seichel. It doesn't sort of, it's sort of, it's not so logical. Number two, why is it actually that Yaakov himself had to dig it? Why didn't he use his slaves to dig it? Although Bedoichik, you could say Karisi does mean his slaves through his slaves. And finally, we have a problem with the wording of the Posik. And this is going to be a very key point in our Sikhanao. And that is, according to the Spirush, the word Li seems to be unnecessary. The moment it says, Asher Karisi, that I have dug it, it's obviously that he dug it for himself. So why is the word Li necessary over here? And this is why Rashi brings another Pirush, Umedrashoi, and it means Asher Karnisi, that I bought it. And Rabbi Akiva said that, uh, that when, he, when he was in the cities of the sea, etc. Because according to this Pirush, even though, yes, it's Medrashay and not Pshute, as we'll soon explain why that is, nevertheless, it's going to fit more with the wording of the Pasuk. Both in the translation of the word Karisi, as well as that word Li, why the word Li is relevant over here and why it's important. And says the Rebbe, the reason why Rashi calls it Medrashi is not because it doesn't fit with the wording of the Pasuk in Pshat, but more mitzad the toichem, mitzad the content of this pirush, that as far as that's concerned, it's not going to fit so much with the Pshat, and that's why Rashi calls it Medrashi. And the Rebbe says, more importantly, it's going to emphasize the chshivus of this caver by Yaakov that I bought it. It's not something that I inherited. It's not something I got automatically or I got it as an inheritance from my fathers, but I, I paid for it. And as explained earlier, we, as, as sorry, as already we have earlier in the Torah, when Avram Avinu goes and buys them Arasamachpela, and when Yaakov buys his field, the Torah emphasizes that it was Bekesef Mali, they paid very, very, uh, they, uh, uh, with a good currency and a lot of money, etc., etc. And therefore, again, this is going to bring out the chshivus of Yaakov buying this particular plot. In order to explain this, says the Rebbe, we'll first have a look again at this proof that Rashi brings for the words Asher Korisi. Rashi says it's like Asher Konisi, it's like saying, I have bought it. And he brings the proof from Rabbi Akiva that when he went to the cities at sea, so they called Mechira Kira. Selling, they called Kira. And the Rebbe says, seemingly, if you look at it, it actually seems to be a proof that's a contradiction to what Rashi is trying to say. Seemingly, Rashi is trying to say that Karisi means that I bought it. But Rabbi Akiva is saying that the word Kira is like Mechira, which is selling. Says the Rebbe, the explanation is, what Rashi is trying to bring a proof of here from Rabbi Akiva when he says that they called Mechira Kira, is to bring a proof that the word Karisi actually doesn't just simply mean buying. Which again, from other Pesukim, it would seem that it only means buying. Rashi is trying to show that it could mean selling also. In other, so how does that work together? Because the word Mechira means an exchange. It's not about the buying per se. It's about the exchange. The money going from the buyer, in this particular case, the grave going from the seller to the buyer. So we have an exchange of two things going from one to the other. So, and both of these together, either one could be called with this, with this word of Kira. And therefore, this word Karisi could actually mean both either buying or selling. I bought or I sold. 
This will help us understand, once we understand this, that it can mean either way, now we're going to understand why that word li was necessary in the Pasuk. Why the Pasuk is emphasizing the word karisi li. Because since the word karisi technically by itself doesn't necessarily only mean I bought, it means there's an exchange happening, and it could have also mean it could be referring to the selling. So therefore the Pasuk has to add that this karisi in our case was li, when you're buying something, you bought it for yourself. In other words, that karisi over here means that I bought. We asked before, why does Rashi not say, asher konisi li? When Rashi, the moment Rashi is using the word konisi, I bought it, there's no, there's no need anymore to add the word li. In the Pasuk where the word karisi could mean either way. So therefore, the Pasuk needs to add the word li to say that I bought it. And this is, says the Rebbe, the reason why Rashi couldn't bring the proof from the Psukim of Dvarim and Hoysheya. Because from those psukim, again, we would not understand the word karisi properly. It would be a, a, a proof, again, that's in a certain sense contradicting what we're trying to say. In those psukim, since the Pasuk says, Tichru me'itom bekesef, or ve'akrel li bechamisha asa kosef. So again, buying it for money, or I bought it for 15 pieces of silver, etc. So it sounds like Kriya itself possibly only means this idea of buying or acquiring something. It's not about giving something for it, and therefore, again, we would be stuck with this idea that there's no re- re- need for the word li, because karisi would automatically just mean buying. So specifically from Rabbi Akiva that we see this idea that it could also mean selling. And if it can mean both, that's why I need to add the word li to clarify what we're talking about. That it actually, in our case, means that I bought it. But says the Rebbe, based on this, we have the following problems. Number one, the question we asked earlier, why is it so important to, to, to say that I have bought this, that, that I have bought it? In other words, why is this such a special chashivus by, to convince Pari about the importance of this grave to say that I bought it? Just to rely on the fact that since we find previously two sales of the obvious that they did for very, very big and sums of money, that's why Pari would know that in this particular case, Yaakov must have also paid a lot of money for it, and that's why it's so important. There's a very big doichik to say that. Number two, if the word kira, in fact, only means an exchange from one person to the other, shinurishus, that it's changing from one place to the other, and it can mean either way again, and that's why you need to add the word li, karisi li, that clarified why we need to add the word li, so seemingly you could have like just used a more clear expression like konisi or the like, and then you wouldn't need that word li. And that's why Rashi doesn't just bring this general pirish that the word um, karisi could mean selling, could mean buying, etc. But also that that specifically in the cities of the sea where they called mechira with this word kira. What does this add? What does this tell us? Krochim are referring to big cities of business, where the business and the kinyonim, the ways of acquiring, were being done in a very, very large city type of way. And this is what he, Yaakov is saying, Asher Korisili, and we don't use the word Asher Konisi, which was one of our questions, because Yosef is trying to bring out the great importance of this grave by, to, that, the, that it had to Yaakov, that he put in so much effort that it should be a special Kenyan, a kind of Kenyan, Karisi, like in the Krachayayam, like these cities at sea, like these business cities, which again do a very, very strong Kenyan. The Rebbe says, now we're going to understand why Rashi calls it Medrashoi. 
Again, we said it's not medrasha because it doesn't fit with the words of the Pasuk, but this idea that this kind of Kenyan and the Krachei Hayam is called Kira and shows on a, on a Chash of a Kenyan, and in this way Yosef is trying to convince Paroi for the necessity of burying him there, that's something that doesn't necessarily come and flow so simply and necessarily out of Pshut Mikra. Says the Rebbe, however, this Pirush also has its own difficulty. Because Yaakov is saying, Asher Karisili, and we said he's trying to bring out how important this is to him. And seemingly, in other words, we're saying Yaakov made a Kenyan, this type of special Kenyan of Kira, of this exchange and the way of Kenyan in a very strong way, but it's still not bringing out the great effort of Yaakov to get this caver, and therefore it's still not showing such a great chshivus for it. Because anything that has some sort of chshivus, you would, you would you make a proper good Kenyan for it. And this is why Rashi adds now the next point. That it's a lotion of a, a heap. That Yaakov took all the silver and gold that he brought from Lavon. That the fact that the, the reason the Pasuk is using this term karisi over here is not only to show on the strong Kenyan, but the Torah also wants to hint at the idea that Yaakov had given away all the silver and gold that he, took, that he brought from Lavon's house, which obviously shows on how precious it was to Yaakov. This idea of getting this this part of the Amaris HaMachpelah, and therefore even Yaakov will agree that he should be buried there. But this Pirush is only Indian of Medrashi. And furthermore, it doesn't even fit so well with the Loshan as much as the previous Pirush, which was Asher Karnisi that I bought it. Because to say that the word Karisi is an expression of a Kri, of, that it, that's what it means over it, that it means a heap, is completely Indian of Drash. And since these Pirushim, both the ones Asher Karnisi, and the word, and the one that it's a lotion of Kri, of a pile, are both considered medrashoi. Therefore, the main pirush and the first pirush is that, it, that it's like Kiyichre Ish, an idea of digging, which that's the pirush simply. It fits both in the wording of the Pasuk. That's a simple translation of the word Karisi, as well as in the content of the Pasuk, that's trying to show how precious this particular grave is to Yaakov, that he put in so much effort into it, to the extent that he himself went and dug it, Lee for himself for this particular purpose.